the college football experience Pittsburgh Panthers season preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So sign up today re- to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's w y n n bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by underdog. Make sure you head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a free $25. Yes. You can use the uh, free $25 to enter their best ball mania two. First place in best ball mania two gets a million dollars. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million dollars. Drafts are happening constantly, and it's not just NFL. They also have NBA, MLB, and more. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN for your chance to win a million dollars. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, of course. Don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience pit Panthers season preview. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by my co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating sideline kiss stealing with an kneeling. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, buddy. And you want to talk about a program? We're talking Pitt Panther football here. Give me that Dundee music, all right? Honestly, one of the richest programs when it comes to players and all the college football history. I would put you could you could do an all-time team. Dan Marino, <laughs> Tony Dorsett, Curtis Martin. Yeah. LaShawn McCoy. That's a stack backfield yeah. right there. Craig Ironhead Hayward. Jeez. Uh Mike Ditka. Some of the best offensive yeah, Larry Fitzgerald, some of the best offensive linemen ever. When you get when you talk about the likes of a Mark Stepnowski, uh Bill Fralick. You got uh, just a slew of really good good offensive linemen. Uh uh Russ Grimm. I mean defensive linemen, Tony Saragusa, Sean Gilbert, Aaron Donald. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Darrell Darrell Revis in the secondary, your linebackers, Hugh green, one of the greatest defensive college football players ever was a pro bowler with the dolphins. Just a loaded team. I'm forgetting players. You said, uh, uh, Lou Holtz is a buddy on, uh, Mark, uh, Mark may. May. Yes. Just a slew of, uh, I can't say Mark went may without laughing at that Lou Holtz clip. Yeah. And (laughs) what he's referring to is the great Lou Holtz. Well, 
Well, well, I don't got to bring my head cold. But watch, should watch they hire Skipple? Yeah, just yeah. utter confusion. Honestly, just go through the rabbit hole of Lou Holtz spitting on YouTube and you will be, you'll thank me later. <laughs> um, where we are with Pitt Patty C is a team that I just don't understand. Um, Pat Narduzzi is the head coach. He's entering uh what year seven. Yep. Which from what I understand makes him one the third longest tenured coach in Pittsburgh football in the last 50 How are years. They ha- like, look, I have nothing against Pat Narduzzi besides him kicking that field goal in the Penn state game. Yeah. Uh, I just don't, this is a program that they just had more players drafted than the Clemson tigers. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. They're solid. I mean, I'm looking at all time rivalries right now against Penn state. Uh, they played 93 times. They're only trailing in that series by five that a team that's that close to Penn state historically in that rivalry should be better. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like when do they just say like, okay, seven and five or six and five is not going to cut it. 11, Let's straight invest. Years. 11 straight years between six and eight wins. <laughs> God, when do They're you get the sick of team. it? It's like, and this is a team, by the way, if you had a large playoff, that I would argue all day when you say like Kobe, you're being crazy. I know we had Mike Leach on saying he wants a 64 team playoff yeah. or my 32. This is one, a team that actually could really do damage that no one would see. Yeah. When you was, when you give me that argument of like, no way the 32nd team in the nation could go far in the playoffs. Yeah. Pitt would be that anomaly. Well, defense is the culture and cold weather. If they get home games, Yeah. you know, there's a lot that, I mean, look at the Steelers. <laughs> like there's something about playing in that environment that helps you win. They should have kept that stadium on campus though. I don't like that Heinz stadium, uh, I, but yeah. still, e- even with that being said, I, like, I just think that this is a team that's just so strange. I They're do think strange. that hurts their recruiting, which yeah. I can dive into real quick, which is a massive disappointment considering that I want to say Pennsylvania is number six in terms of talent produced of all States, so, six or seven, somewhere in that range recruiting over the last five years, 37. So not bad. Then 48, 55, 45, uh, 29. So a nice cycle last year, but currently sitting at, uh, well, I don't have it pulled up for the last one, but either way, they just have, it, it's, they're just a mystery to me. They should be a top in the top 30, at least every year recruiting yeah. that once again, it's like that we talked about, I mean, on a, go listen to our, uh, uh, state of college football, 2021 episode with all this change with, with Texas and uh, Oklahoma going to the sec. We talk about how disappointing the ACC has been Pat. And you, you, you made a note of it saying Miami and Florida state and a little bit of Virginia tech have been laying eggs, right? Yeah. And I, I think you th- got to throw pit in there too. Yeah. I mean, when, when were they added? Like 2010, 11, 12, somewhere yeah, in there. I think 11, right? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know what the expectation for them was, but I think they were coming off an 11 and one season in the big East. They had played Cincinnati and lost 45, 44 in the uh, championship. I think both teams were undefeated. Well, just pit back to the eighties. And I mean, they're a much richer program than I think you're, you're maybe pit had one loss in that game, but yeah, they, 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 for Western Pennsylvania, think about the quarterbacks that it's produced. Who do we say? Uh, uh, Namath, Unitas. Yeah. I mean, Montana. Yeah. I mean, Mar- Mar- Marino. Yeah. yeah. A, a ton, but uh, uh, those th- are four of like the top 10 quarterbacks of all times coming from that fucking city. Ted March of Broda. <laughs> He's a great coach. I mean, everyone, I mean, Marty Schottenheimer, I believe is from, from uh, there. Yeah, Bill uh, Coward. It's a rich football history there, but 
Patty C. At what point I see, I made this case on our show uh, about a week or two ago. Uh, the ACC could have a sleeper coach get fired. And I think it's Pat Narduzzi. Yeah. I think another six and six or seven and five season. Why wouldn't they pull the plug? I understand they're winning, but damn it. Don't you want more? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about the makeup of the coastal. You have a few, uh, uh, He's never got them State higher flagships. than 22nd in the nation. Yeah, that's bad. You have Virginia, which has potential. It's kind of sleeping giant. North Carolina, you know, it's a state flagship. Mac, Mac Brown's getting that going. Tech's been a powerhouse. Uh, and so there, it's hard to get to the top of that division, which is like demonstrated by the constant carnage there. But Pitt should, from a potential standpoint, be towards the top. Dude, you, I guess you have Miami in there. I too. mean, and you go back in history, like the 70s and 80s, they were doing really good. 90s, they kind of. Sh- you know, somewhat had a shit decade. And then after that, they started winning, but they've only had one 10 win season in the past. What happened to this program? What happened to this program? I mean, you go back 81, 11 and one 80, 11 and one 79, 11 and one 76, 12 and Oh, were they uh, playing in then nine and one in 63, you know, like this team, they were an independent up until 1991 and they joined the big East. So I don't know if it was scheduling. I think personally, like playing a really difficult schedule year in year out, which I can't say the ACC qualifies as, but it's at least competitive versus if they were playing an easier schedule, that's a good way to lose momentum, you know, and lose recruits because they were cranking out talent left and right, but they're clearly not doing that. Okay. Look, Iowa state. I want Matt Campbell to stay at Iowa state. Yeah. But now with Iowa state's uncertainty, I thought he was going to stay at Iowa state. Yeah. I mean, I I hope he still does, but the fact that they could be an independent or they could be in the big 12 or the pack 12 or the, or the big 10 completely lost out there. Yeah. Or the AAC, they might find themselves in the AAC or mountain West when it's all said and done. Either way, there's enough uncertainty that even a guy as tied to the program as Matt Campbell, do do you reach out? I think you got to an Ohio guy, Campbell. What what would you fire Narduzzi at though? Seven and five. Six and six. I would, I would, I would have, so you're just, oh, he's going to go seven and five though. At least I want to look at the schedule. We'll get to it in a second, but yeah, yeah. he's gone between six and eight wins every single year. He's been there. Well, so. And the, you look back, I mean, he's bringing back a six year starting quarterback in Kenny Pickett, right? Yeah. You're bringing back three of five on the offensive line. That receiver, uh, uh, what is it? Jordan Addison. That guy was a, a beast as a freshman. Um, yes, you're breaking in a new tight end, a Lucas Krill or Krull, Krull, uh, <laughs> and two other wideouts. But Vincent Davis is back at running back. I like I like his game. You also have uh, a, a big freshman in Israel Abakanda. <laughs> I don't know how to fucking pronounce that guy's name. All right, um, that was uh, a total guess. Abakanda. <laughs> Close enough. A B A N I K A N D A. All right. You figure that out, <laughs> but uh, him and Davis make a solid backfield. The receiving core, like I said, uh, I think with Addison, uh, you got Mac, a senior wideout. You got uh, Jackie's Luis, a junior wideout. I don't know. I mean, like, I think the offense actually might be better than it traditionally is under, uh, you know, I mean, this is another thing is this Mark Whipple year, basically year. It'll be year three, two and a half, whatever you want to say. I think this offense picket will be way more f- like familiar with the offense now. Um, 
another thing is they are bringing in a, a left guard that transferred in from Maryland. Started 17 games at Maryland. Marcus Minor. Um, so really, it's good, like having four offensive linemen back. I, I'm kind of bullish on their offense, man. And defensively, that's Narduzzi's forte. You know. Yeah. Um, Traditionally, they're only bringing back one defensive lineman uh, out of the uh, you know returning four uh, or uh, on the whole D line. But this is Pitt. What do they do? They just produce defensive linemen. Yeah. You saw it. They had a couple drafted this past draft. Yeah, that that's one thing that hasn't. I'm <laughs> gonna say they were ranked as last year the number one defensive line unit in the country. Yeah. Obviously didn't pan out completely, finishing 37th in scoring defense. But you know, they had six players drafted in the NFL this past offseason. Five of them were on the defensive side of the ball. Narduzzi knows what he's doing on the defense. I'll give him that. All right. Yeah. He might not get in-game strategy going really well, <laughs> but. That's um, the other thing that uh, Colby Colby's witnessed quite a bit. And he's like up. a Dazio dude. He reminds me of a Dazio. Uh, yeah, uh, it's like you'll have this one glaring weakness that you'll just see happen game after game. Yeah, and the complete inability to fix it. Like you look back at Pitt's season last year, they really should have beat NC State. <laughs> NC State won thirty to twenty nine, but they had no business winning that game. Then Boston College beats them on like, or, or I think Pitt misses an extra point. Yeah, back to back one point yeah. losses. That's but, tough. But even BC, I think, had to hit a fifty seven yard field goal to actually go to overtime. Um, I thought it was a bad job of clock management in that game. A twelve point loss to Miami, but remember, Kenny Pickett couldn't play that game, yeah. so they had to go with the backup. And that game was close into yeah, the fourth quarter, yeah. and Miami pulled away. Uh, you, you got your ass whooped at Clemson, but who doesn't? Um, they had, dude, they could have easily been eleven and one or whatever the fuck this is, but nine and one or throttled yeah. Virginia Tech and Florida State back to back weeks. They're up and down. I mean, they have a forty-two point loss followed by a, a twenty-four point win. Followed by a 23 point win or a 33 point win. And then a 35 point loss. Like yeah. you don't know what you're getting. That, that's, that's my point though. It's like, yeah. they like, why wouldn't you want to get someone in there that this is a talented team. I don't care what you say. Uh, 58th scoring offense a season ago, 111th running the ball. What? Yeah. At Pitt? That's, uh, that's how many great running backs, James Connor, Dion Lewis. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Barlow back in the day. Um, a 39th passing attack, 79th overall offensively. Well, with Kenny Pickett, you would expect that. Well, he got injured last year too. Yeah. yeah. Didn't have a great season. Uh, statistically, he's a 13 touchdowns, nine picks, not amazing. 61% completion percentage, respectable, but not great. Now defensively, they're 37th best scoring offense in the nation. Third best run defense in the nation. Petty C. Yeah. Uh, 80, That's what you expect. 85th passing 20th overall. Colby and I had a little conversation pre podcast about who could possibly generate buzz and actually do something with Pittsburgh. The names that popped up. I mean, the guys they've had between Dave Wanstat, Paul Chris, who also were like seven win coaches, but uh, oh, same. Uh, yeah. Paul Chris and Pat Narduzzi are the same coach. <laughs> That's right. Well, Paul Chris is a uh, run the ball. Coach. I understand, but I'm just saying like yeah. they, their MO is yeah. like the same. I Defense get it. One's on the on the, different sides of the ball. Right. But I'm just saying the same guy on different sides of the ball. I agree. Uh, That said, the name that I I was thinking and Colby thought, hey, maybe there's something to it is is more of the same. In fact, he's got a similar look to Dave Wanstad with that beautiful mustache. Bud Foster, (laughs) come on! I mean, Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech are blue collar talent. You know, Bud's a friend of the program, been on the show, but 
what at 61, this is a guy I, I follow his page. He's having margaritas sitting on a lake. You know, maybe he wants to, maybe <laughs> I think he, he was to, doing that before yeah. the games uh, at tech and they were doing quite fine. Uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, at what point do you try to go like completely out of the, like I was thinking Matt Campbell, if Iowa state's falling apart, but is that enough to lure him? Can Pitt make that offer? Maybe if the ACC is uh a much more attractive thing. And you never know what the the landscape, Tom Herman. Like. You don't think they look at Tom Herman. Tom Herman has enough. I mean, like you said, he almost went undefeated at Texas yeah. last year. Kind of got a bad, a bad uh, deal ha- handed to him what about fickle Was fickle jump. I don't think fickle jumps. I think he's a Cincinnati guy at, at this point. Uh, I don't know. I I said Bill Cower. He's sixty four years old. It's, it's really not, not that old. Like you get to that stage, he's, he's been retired yeah. for twenty almost years. <laughs> <laughs> you know who came back though? Herm Edwards came in there. He had to pull a couple Is strings. Bill Cower came to the Pitt Panthers. They would I be would be all on board. Dynamite. I would be all on board. <laughs> but who else could they get outside of that? You're gonna, you know they're going to look at some of the hotter names. They're going to say Jeff Lebby or something. Yeah, I, I mentioned Rich Rodriguez, but Colby pointed out he's a WVU guy, so that's probably off the table. Yeah. I guarantee you that. <laughs> um, I actually, and I don't know that they'll take a recycle. They might go Jeff Lebby or or the likes of a you know what a, a hot shot DC out there. They got to have someone with a name. Marcus I mean, Freeman. If they could, they, that could happen. That actually could happen. I think he's probably going to hold out for a big ass job, but if he wants to get going right away, that would be a steal and a half. What about Elko? Yeah, yeah, Elko is perfect. Is Elko, Elko from the Northeast too? Elko deserves a head coaching job at some point. That's actually a great pull. Dep- uh, if if A and M has an amazing year this year, he's from New Jersey. This makes perfect sense. There it is. He went to Penn. Oh, bring in Mikey E. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's get to this team because we're still breaking down. I like the offense, the, the defense, breaking in a new secondary. But once again, I just don't fear this. They have their whole entire linebacking core back, Patty C, and they're all seniors. I'm not worried about the defensive side of the ball. I really ain't, like, I, I never feel like they're a horrible defense. Yeah. I'm more so worried. Like, will this offense pick up the pace? Well, you're a Whipple uh, supporter, aren't you? I thought he should still be. I, I think he still should be the head coach of UMass. Yeah. Because w- believe it or not, when he was at UMass, they actually were good at ATS. Yeah. They, they actually put a scare in like ten- Tennessee and Florida and Mississippi State. I mean, he came. He he, he was. I love how that's all SEC. The whole SEC plays UMass, right? <laughs> <laughs> um. Just put them in the in the SEC. He was slowly improving once they got into the FBS level. I mean, and he was very good at the uh, FCS level. So give the guy a chance. But yeah, I think uh, with with he and Pickett in there, the offense could go. Dude, I mean, you, if you look back at some of those UMass seasons, I know four and eight. You think, oh, that's that's horrible. Not really. When you look at like the the actual performance on the field, like. They played in some games, man. They almost beat some teams. Like now they're getting destroyed. All right. They're getting absolutely destroyed. They, they beat Liberty last time. Look, they lost to, uh, they did get smacked by Georgia. Maybe it was the year before. I'm looking at his last year. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of, they didn't play a lot of defense under him. He's best probably as an offensive <laughs> coordinator. Look, uh, you go back. They, they, they lost by three to Colorado. Uh, in, in the second to last year, three to Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt. Right, they lost by at UMass. That's pretty impressive. That is impressive, man. That's what I'm saying. Like he, yeah. people giving him a bad rap. This guy, he's been doing it, man. He's been doing it. <laughs> Look at Florida, twenty four seven, 
24 to seven at Florida. That was a closer game. That's not bad. That's what I'm saying, man. They're not that they were, they should have get, they, they lost by six at South I Carolina. Mean, he had a pretty sparkling reputation. Like prior to taking that game, I mean, even with that during that time lost by six at South Carolina, this guy was, he should still be their head coach. What are they expecting? Anyway, let's get to this thing. The win total is at seven and a half, which has actually gone up. I believe it was at seven earlier in the offseason. <laughs> it's exactly where you would expect it to be. Well, seven where is where it should be because they're always hovering between six and eight. But with a twenty fifth year quarterback, maybe yeah. they get to seven and a half. Maybe they get to eight this year. Well, Mark Whipple gets revenge week one. I think this is one of the ones I will take the favorite. UMass comes down to Pitt, Patty C. Uh, <laughs> Big revenge spot here for Whipple. <laughs> they fired him. Come on, he's gonna he's got this one circled. All right, <laughs> uh, that's one to know. I'm curious where what do you think about week two's matchup at Tennessee? Oh, this is a quite the question here because uh let me see what Tennessee did last year. They were not that good, if I recall. They had I mean, but they were they were respectable. Three and seven last year got throttled in most of their look, I'm I'm taking Pitt. I'm taking Pitt on too. Rocky me Top. Too. Uh then they're home to Western Michigan. That's a that's a win, but that's, Western Michigan's got some offense. Yeah, that that's the kind of game that could be close. Then they're home to New Hampshire. That could also be close. Is Pitt winning the national championship this year? <laughs> then they're at yeah, New Hampshire, not a bad FCS, but uh uh at Georgia Tech. They should go down and win I that. I think they'll win that. Yeah. Knowing Pitt, this is the one they would lose. Right. <laughs> right? But uh, we got them 5 and 0 out the gate. Yeah. Then they get a bye week for Virginia Tech. Who is coming off, off Notre Dame? Yes, I like Pitt to upset Virginia Tech there. You got them six and zero. I, I think they lose at Virginia Tech. You have? Don't you have Virginia Tech beating Notre Dame in Blacksburg? I don't know. So you got them winning all <laughs> every game. <laughs> um, then they're home to Clemson. I just don't think Pitt's capable of going six and zero. Okay, I, I do agree with that. They probably lose Georgia Tech. Uh, Clemson in Pitt. Talk about the tall grass neutralizes the speed. It's hard to kick field goals in that stadium. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean Pittsburgh is definitely one of those hornet. I mean it's not even like a hornet's nest in terms of the crowd. It's just like treacherous. So there's a that of any game on Clemson's schedule that's upset city. That's it. Still, you got to take Clemson here. Okay, I'll, I'll see. You. I, I I agree. I agree there. Then they're home to Miami. They're gonna beat Miami. They could upset Miami. They're gonna beat Miami. They're gonna get one. But so what we have met, uh, I have met three losses. You have met uh two here. I have met five and oh, six and oh, six and one. I haven't beating Miami. They're you better than Miami. seven and one. They're probably going to lose to Georgia tech at, in, in I can't see them being seven and one. I got, I, I got them losing three at this point. I got they, them five there's and no way Miami's going up to pit and winning. There is, it is possible that that could happen. What, what Miami do you watch? <laughs> Let me look at uh, some of them. They won uh, by 12 last year without Kenny Pickett. Uh, I know that was 12, but you know, that was a misleading score. That's true, but it was still a win. Um, last time it was in Heinz field, Miami went up there and won 16 to 12 <laughs> two okay. years ago. I mean, Kenny Pickett was, you know, in year of 25 or 23. Yeah, then, yeah. So. That was Whipple's first year as the OC. It, look, no, I think that it's very possible. That They're losing that game. They could. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to a uh, pit there. <laughs> See what I did there. I swung them at Duke. This is the one they lose. <laughs> Look at the look at their record against Duke, dude. Look at Pitt's history with Duke. Let me uh, pull up the old head-to-heads here. Oh, uh, 
These games are wild. Remember blew it. Blew it was this game. <laughs> I'm telling you, these games are well, wild. Pitt is winners of five straight and but look at 10 the, scores. Of the last 11. Look at the scores. Yeah. The last three games, three, nine, seven. They did get a 42 point win in there, but three, two, well, you're not looking at last year. Are you? Oh no, they don't have 2020s in there. Um, my, my point is still, uh, that this, for some reason, Duke gives them fits. I mean, it was an overtime. Uh, well, this, this almost makes sense. Pitt is a team that, you know, allows teams to plays down and allows teams just like the Steelers in the NFL allows teams to hang around that shouldn't. And Duke is the t- kind of team that creeps up on teams that it shouldn't. So <laughs> I feel like they go to overtime often, dude. <laughs> How do they go to the overtime against Duke every year? Um, that's the one. That's the one they're going to trip with, right? It's very possible. <laughs> um, then they're home to North Carolina on a Thursday I'll night. I'll say this: between Miami and Duke, they're losing one. But between Miami and Duke, or between Miami and North Carolina? Uh, Miami, and, Miami and Duke. Uh, but then at uh, against North Carolina, that should be an L for Pitt. For Pitt, I'm taking Pitt. It is at home on November 11th. On, on a, a Thursday, Thursday night, maybe right. Gosh, okay, okay. I'll take. I'll give them. I'll give them the dub. Home to Virginia. How did they play against Virginia? They lost in nineteen thirty to fourteen last year. They did they play last year. They did not. I'm having a hard time predicting Pitt here. There, that's what well, that that's that's their every MO. year. Every <laughs> year, it's like at Syracuse. I'll give that to Pitt, but watch them yeah. lose that. <laughs> Look. Seven and a half. I'm taking the under. I'm giving them. I'm getting. They're getting seven. All right, hold on. UMass, Tennessee, Western Michigan, New Hampshire, Georgia Tech. That should be five. Can I find three more there? Yeah, I'm on the over. They're they're, they're going eight and four. Duke. Who you got? You got them beating. I got them beating Virginia Miami. Tech too. I don't know how. Look, they fucked up Virginia Tech last year. Yeah, well, that would be six, and then you only have uh, needing two more. Yeah, and Duke and Syracuse could be those. Yeah, both on the road. They're winning eight games, dude. They're going to beat one of those. I, 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 this is a guarantee. You want a Dundee guarantee? And you think they're going to between a, Clemson, Miami, and North Carolina? I think they're going to go two and one. Buddy, you got them in the first half of the season at Tennessee, at Georgia Tech, and at Virginia Tech, winning them all. This is Pitt. This is Pitt. We're talking about. <laughs> okay, but look, they will. Okay, they'll probably lose to Georgia Tech, but they'll beat like Clemson. <laughs> they might. They, look. Uh, the fact that it's, uh, if it was eight and a half, I think we would know 100% that <laughs> Pitt isn't capable of doing that. Yeah. Seven and a half, maybe this is one of the years they get to eight wins. They've had, a, they've you had could be right. eight win seasons before. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Look, I'm not a hard under here, but if I had to choose one, I think they might lose. But Well, I, here's my logic I think the offense is going to be the best it's been in the Narduzzi era. You might be right. Right? And yeah. I know, I, I don't care if they've lost starters on defense, the defense will be fine. Yeah. So my logic is this offense will be a lot better. Than we traditionally see Pitt. So, and that schedule is pretty fucking easy, dude. The yeah. first half is really easy. It is kind of manageable, but again, for a team that the talent level we we mentioned isn't there, if we do expect Carolina to, they have some nice home games. You know, um, getting Miami, North Carolina, and Virginia, like some of the teams they're more evenly matched with in the uh, division, all at home, is helpful. Uh, so if they, if, if everything breaks their way, yeah, they're going to hit the over, but I, I think they're on the under with Pitt and Virginia tech. Uh, Pitt is 12 and three ATS when they are the dog in this series. So I expect Virginia tech to be the favorite in Blacksburg. Give me that to be 13 and three. 
<laughs> uh, with the uh, with the money line yes. play there. Uh, all right, folks. If you're a first time listener to the College Football Experience, uh, make sure you subscribe. We're breaking down all 130 college football teams. We will have you covered for even some FCS, some 2.0 editions of the FBS. I know we already have that with Boise State and Liberty out there. Go check those out. And obviously, college basketball wise, Jeff Capel, big year at Pitt. We got you covered on the college basketball experience feed. Subscribe that to that over there. We talk college basketball year round over there. We talk college football year round over here. Subscribe to both of those. And uh, yeah, uh, what me, Patty C, and NC Nick, we've been handicapping every single Division One college football game for the past four years. Never had a losing season. Also, way over five hundred on our locks. Uh, give you all of that for free on the SGPN app. Download that app in the uh, in the App Store or Google Play Store right now. And when you get that, you also will have. I mean, first off, it's free. It's a free app. But you'll get all of our podcasts, all of our picks, all of our articles, all of our just everything. I mean, we just had we just had Phil Steele on the show, Mike oh. Leach on the show. Oh. You'll get all of that content right there. But do me a favor, when you download that app, give us a five star review. Say some nice things about us. And if you if you do that, take a screenshot. Find me on Twitter at the Colby D. Show me that screenshot, and I'll sh- I'll send you a college football experience T shirt. It's a great look. Kindness for kindness, guys. All right. Um, it's the the hottest gear. It is the hottest gear. You know man. what we should do? What's that? We should swag out and get it like a, a leather jacket, like a Karate Kid, but instead of like uh, the 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 snake on it, the cobra, yeah. we get the fucking college experience on it. Or we do condoms. We need a mascot. College experience needs a fucking. What about mascot. TCE condoms? TCE condoms. They are. Do they work? No. They, they break <laughs> on purpose, baby. They're like perforated condoms. <laughs> do they work? <laughs> All right. Subscribe to. to uh, no, seriously. At the Colby D. Send me that photo, and uh, I'll send you a college experience T-shirt. Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C eight three one. Tell him what you think of his condom and leather jacket idea. Uh, and NC Nick's on on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give us all a follow. The college football experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN and the sports gambling podcast networks on Twitter at DSGP network. Give all of them a follow and check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast as well. All right, folks, I'm on the over Patty C's on the under. This is the college football experience. Pit Panther style. You better start thinking about yours. And we are.